Welcome to Five Star Company Culture with your host, Josh Cunningham. In this podcast, we explore how culture is the key to unlocking massive profits and unprecedented freedom. Discover insights, strategies, and inspiring stories to transform your life and business. Here's your host, Josh Cunningham. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Company Culture Podcast. My name is Josh Cunningham. I'm the founder and CEO here at Five Star Company Culture, also the founder and CEO of Rockerbox, the premier ISA solution in the real estate space, where we help real estate agents all across the country follow up with their internet leads so they can get more commissions, more closings, more deals from all those internet leads that they've been generating. And uh, the whole purpose here behind the Five Star Company Culture Podcast is to share from our experience here how we've implemented a five-star company culture in our business and how it's helped us achieve more profits and more freedom, helped us attract and retain top quality talent, and of course, deliver exceptional customer experiences to all of our clients. We've got another great guest for you here today. Uh, please join me in welcoming Michael Pritchard. Michael is the owner and founder of Signature Real Estate Solutions. He's been in the business for over 25 years, lots of sales experience, lots of real estate experience. So, we, you know, we kind of come from the same background. Um, and he spent the last 15 years specializing in real estate management, brokerage expansion, technology training, and agent broker coaching. So how's it going, Michael? Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, things are going fantastic. It's a beautiful day down here in Austin, Texas, which is where I'm based out of. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely been around for quite some time. Um, you know, the last 15 years, again, been really spent on that that management of organizations, the expansion of, of, of companies, and really helping agents understand how to impact this business and, and run their business like a business. So, um, uh, again, thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Yeah, certainly. I always love talking to people in, you know, sales and, and recruiting and talent management. Uh, but tell me, how, what kind of attracted you to the real estate industry to begin with and uh, what have been some things that you've seen you know that the industry's obviously seen some changes over the last couple of decades but uh why'd you get it in the first place and what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen over yeah so uh i've been in sales since i was 15 years old i've virtually done nothing else my entire work career and a really good friend of mine he was an agent uh, out of keller williams at the time and his father owned a brokerage and i grew up with him so i grew up with his father um, and, uh, you know, we were building houses and, uh, uh, doing our real estate business in East Austin when East Austin was not what East Austin is today. You guys know anything about East Austin? Now it is, uh, uh, a very upscale, uh, location to be in. And at that point in time, it was not. So it was a new adventure. I was 22 when I got into the business and, uh, started then and, and really have never looked back. Uh, kind of found what, uh, what kept me passionate, um, you know, starting off in, in real estate production and mostly helping real estate investors uh, build generational wealth and, and um, whatnot. But uh, but then I got headhunted by a good buddy of mine. He was a, a mentor in the business. Uh, he was expanding his organization and he was like, Mike, I really need someone that can can really understand how to talk to a real estate agent. And, uh, and bring them into an organization that we're looking to build. We're building this from the ground up. Uh, he was a KW mega producer uh, before he stepped away and opened up his own shop. Uh, so we were, you know, we were starting from about 14 agents at the time. And within a year, we had blown up to about 120. 
and had opened up his first satellite office. So it was a lot of fun seeing uh, seeing an organization grow from the ground up. Uh, definitely a lot of experience coming from where I came from, which was an extremely small mom and pop shop. There was literally three of us, and that wow. was it. Yeah. Wow. So very very different experience going to going to that that aspect of the business. That's that's incredibly um, challenging, I would imagine, to go from fourteen to one hundred and twenty. I mean, or was it was twelve to one hundred and forty? Uh, 14 to about 120 um, okay. at that at that particular time and that was over the course of about 12 months 12 13 wow wow yeah so yeah. very explosive growth so 10, 10x growth nearly within 12 months uh, why don't you kind of share with our audience here you know some of the some of the do's and the don'ts some of the the lessons that you've learned because i mean i always say that it's one thing to be able to learn from your own mistakes mm-hmm. but it's even more advantageous if you can learn from other people's mistakes and i would imagine oh, along oh. the way there was probably some hurdles and some bumps along the way, but what were some some of the biggest takeaways you had from that experience of 10xing, you know, an agent count within 12 months? You know, probably the biggest thing that I can uh, that I can tell you is as as someone that has focused most of their career on expansion, never overpromise. Mm-hmm. It's underpromise, overdeliver every single time, mm-hmm. and um, you know, real estate agents in and of themselves, uh, salespeople, we're we're kind of a fickle bunch. You know, we're, we're out there, we hear all the pitches, you know, we, uh, I don't know if, if you ever do this, but I get phone calls all the time from telemarketers and mm-hmm. I'm actually very okay listening to the pitch, but I can tell when someone's over-promising and they're oh, not yeah. going to actually deliver. And, um, you know, when I first jumped into this, I actually went and secret shopped a lot of the competition, you know, so um, again, coming from mom and pop shop. People knew me in the investment well, uh, realm, but they didn't know me in normal, traditional real estate production. So I was able to walk into some of the bigger competitors in Austin and actually sit down and run through an interview. And, uh, you know, I talked with some of their agents and, and uh, I found that there was a lot of overpromise promise under-deliver. And within the organization that I was at at that time, um, you know, funny enough, talking about this from a company culture standpoint, that was his biggest claim to fame was the mm-hmm. culture that he had built with those original 14 agents. Those guys all loved him. You know, they loved the partners. Um, it was an organization that they were getting into technology at the time. But I mean, this was 15 years ago, 15 years ago, there wasn't a lot of real estate technology. So it was built around old school methodologies, but he had systematically built the business. And so that was part of it, but everyone just happened to love this guy's energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was very, very much a part of our company. Uh, our company mantra was just under promise, over deliver every single time and we'll always do well. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I, I love what you said there about, you know, being in sales and communicating with other salespeople, getting, you know, cold called yourself. It reminds me of that, uh, that old movie Boiler Room where uh, oh, yeah. the main character, yeah. he gets cold called by the newspaper company. Yep. And he's like, that's it. That's your pitch. Come on, man. And then he like coaches the guy through the phone call while yeah. he's on the phone with them and, and, you know, shows him how to, to talk about the features and the benefits. And then at the very end of the call is like, so, so you're going to, you're going to get a subscription. He's like, no, I already get your competitors and then hangs up on the guy. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do remember that. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but it was a good one. Yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, you know, here at Rockerbox, we've uh, over the last 10 years, we've, hired and trained over 400 inside sales assistants and we've handled over 3 million internet leads. So 
it, you could say I have got a decent amount of experience doing that. So yeah, I always love it when there's, you know, there's someone that calls into the office here and asks to speak to, you know, the decision maker. And it's like, all right, I'll, I'll give you a shot, man. Let me, let me hear what you got here, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but the other thing I love is you talked about the energy, you know, and uh, energy is incredibly important when it comes to culture building, because as business leaders and, and, and entrepreneurs and business owners, we're always sometimes getting buried into the results, right? What's the mm -hmm. final score? What, what's the what's the end uh, product of our efforts here? But when you look at the the results, the results come from obviously our efforts, right? What are the actions right. that we're taking and the efforts? If you really think about another layer deeper that really comes from inside of us, right? From our, mm -hmm. from our, um, uh, you know, emotional, mental, psychological state of being, uh, which is impacted by a lot of things, but that's really, that's our beliefs, you know, our belief system, what we give attention to, and that's all energy. And, you know, you talk about multiplying, you know, an agent count 10 X within 12 months. I mean, there's an energy behind that. And if the energy is, you know, uh, toxic and the energy is, you know, cutthroat, then you're going to wind up with a, a really bad culture at the end of the result of that. But if the energy yeah. is about positivity, you know, under promising, over delivering, that type of thing becomes contagious. So, you know, what are, what are some other examples? I mean, I know you work with a lot of different brokerages, um, you know, it's your coaching organization now to help them create similar results in their business. You know, I mean, everybody's out there, agent attraction is the name of the game now. You know, you got to get more agents to your business. So, what are some other tools or examples that you've seen where that energy or that culture or those values really come into play to do it the right way and not just go after yeah. chasing the numbers and chasing the results, but doing it the right way? So kind of going back to that same that same focus uh, with within the energy, sometimes I find that having uh, having partners that balance you out can be really, really important. So uh, this particular gentleman's energy was super, super high. That doesn't speak to everybody. Mm -hmm. So he had three, there were three business partners that ran the organization. One was kind of that really straight up numbers guy. Very, very, he was like, no, we're, this is it. This is how we're going to do things. <laughs> and then we had our, we had our caretaker. You know, we had the guy that you go to and you can go cry in his office and he's going to take care of you. And he's going to love on you and everything else. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of times it's about finding some balance within the organization because everyone's energy doesn't match up the same. So, um, you know, I look at uh, another organization. So, so shortly after I had uh, built up this organization, I got headhunted to another broker. Similar situation, about 15 agents or so, and we grew to just under 200 within about 12 months. Of wow. Um, and that one was all about the company culture as well. We were a little bit more into technology. Like we actually had an in-house uh, uh, gentleman that built proprietary software for us. So we were kind of at the forefront of that, that the real estate technology space without going out and buying it. So that was another big attractor was, was focusing on the shift of the market and what does an agent need to build a successful business, not just tomorrow, but to continue seeing that success five years, 10 years down the road. So innovation is another big part of that is always looking at what's ahead, not just how do we stay and maintain uh, you know, your business today. You know, we were always looking six months to a year down the road. How do we stay ahead of that curve, you know, while maintaining the culture that we built in this organization? Um, you know, one of the biggest things that uh, that I think that we we ever did in, in our in our group, and I still do this uh, with a lot of the organizations that I'm helping to build today, is I always like to send them a copy of the book Raving Fans. Mm. Uh, you ever read Raving Fans? Uh, Ken yeah. Blanchard. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's, a while, but yes. 
Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a it's a real quick read. If you're a business owner out there, I highly recommend pick it up. It'll cost you ten bucks on Amazon, um, and it's a uh, you know it, it's 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 told in the in the you know the realm of a fable. So it's a real easy to read book. But you look at the ways these guys have built their company culture and having those raving fans, you know, just about and and you can't always maintain this. You know, people their priorities shift, things change, but that was what we always strive to do. When someone came through the door, we immediately wanted to make them a raving fan of our business, no matter what business it was, because we want them screaming from the rooftops that this is the best brokerage to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And not just because of all of these tools and everything else, but the supportive culture within it. You know, um, hate to say it, but being in this business for as long as I've had, I've seen a lot of really bad organizations that don't have that, uh, that that same mentality towards their agents. It is all about the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I've always been taught, if you build a relationship, you foster a relationship, the money will come. It'll mm-hmm. always be there. Just take care of your people and everything yep. will work out fine. Yeah, a lot of times when people you know hear the phrase raving fans, they think of a customer, right? Oh, I delivered really great customer service. Now I'm going to get a five-star review on my Google or my Yelp. But I mean, your your first level of raving fans that you need to go out and create is your your people, right? The people that are going to buy into your vision, that they're going to execute it on a day in day out basis, and that you know that if you have a purpose and you have values that people live by. That you're not there micromanaging every single action and step within their daily routine, and you know mm-hmm. that ultimately they're going to make the right decision. Um, you know, again, th- you also hit on a great point about having a diversification of strengths. You know, as a business leader, business owner, when you're building your leadership team, you know, you should bet on people's strengths and delegate out those weaknesses. You know, find somebody else if you have a weakness, find somebody else who has your weakness as their strength. So when we talk about culture, it doesn't just mean group think and everybody agrees and everybody acts and, and behaves the same way, you still want to have those, those, those core values, those core, mm-hmm. you know, guiding uh, models for how you take action and make decisions. But ultimately you need a, a, a diverse team of people that have different experiences and different input uh, and different insight, you know, kind of yeah. reminds me a lot of our, our masterminds that we have here at Rockerbox. you know, since the very early days when we started hiring our first handful of employees And our mission was to convert online leads. Well, Mm -hmm. when you have a whole bunch of people aiming to the same target, you're going to find a whole bunch of ways to get there. And so rather than seeing that as a weakness, you know, you got to look at that as a strength and say, wow, cool. Look at all these different people with their different backgrounds, their different cultures, their different life experiences. And and they they can think we can brainstorm together and collaborate Mm -hmm. and create those synergies to figure out how to achieve those even more efficiently and more effectively. And so we've had masterminds since day one where we bring the whole team together. Everybody has an opportunity to identify what we're doing well and what we need to improve on. And then we brainstorm ideas on how we can create those systems and those minimum standards and those policies within our business that everybody can follow. But you've got to tap into that resource. You know, don't feel like just because you're on top of the org chart that all the decisions have to be yours and, and, and every idea has to come from you, you know, really empower your people and you know bet on their strengths to build the group to new heights so yeah i love that you you hit on that as well um so talk to us about what you're up to recently you know and i know that you got a lot of coaching going on got a lot of agent attraction going on a lot of uh you know consulting for technology training uh what's kind of been your uh your big target for the year and for next year as well yeah so um you know i've I've been in the the coaching training realm for fifteen years as we've been expanding companies we gotta we gotta teach everyone how to be successful in your business. Well, 
about four years ago, um, I stepped away from building other organizations and I opened up my company, Central Real Estate Solutions, uh, right before the pandemic. So that was a fantastic timing. Um, <laughs> it actually ended up being perfect for us, uh, you know, with the shift into more of that that Zoom uh, opportunity, we were able to reach a lot more people than I think that we would have mm. in early days had we been able to be more boots on the ground outside interacting with folks. Um, you know, so we we leaned into the technology and, and it worked out really well. Um, so I personally coach about 150 agents a year. Um, and I say agents, uh, anything from an individual uh, licensee to uh, small teams to my large scale broker partners. Um, but I personally work with about 150 people per year. Uh, I am the coach within the organization. So it's, it's something that's very different for me. Um, you know, we also are technology consultants for brokers across the U.S. as well. We got a lot of people that reach out to us saying, OK, we don't really understand. We know the technology is there. But we've been doing this for 25, 30, 40 years. We really don't get it. We can't teach our agents how to do this. So, you know, trying to understand how to leverage technology to, to maximize our agent strengths. And I like what you said uh, earlier. You know, when I coach, I coach to an agent's strengths. You know, mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, if I've got to sit down in front of Canva and design a graphic, that's going to take me four or five hours where I can, I can call up to, you know, one of my staff or one of my assistants and say, Hey, I need you to knock this out for me. This is the this is the vision. This is what it looks like. Tell me, tell me what to do. And that's their strength. That's their that's that's how they operate. So I think a big part of what we have to do is is find that um, find that talent as CEOs and then and then really nurture it. And that's what I I really work with my team on with my coaching clients is how to understand and identify their strengths and weaknesses, and then how do we figure out to to solve for those problems. And what we notice is that as we take that CEO of their business and we start getting rid of the things that don't make sense for them, and instead of them trying to hold every single hat in their organization, that their, their business not only exponentially grows, mm -hmm. but so does their happiness. Yeah. They're just much yeah. happier being in their business and everyone around them is happier. You know, I, I tell my guys all this all the time, like if you're not happy doing something, and there's a difference between, oh, I don't really like doing this, and then, oh, my God, I absolutely hate doing this. And it's the bane of my existence. If you've got to do that every single day, are you going to be the most productive you can in your office? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely you know? not. Yeah. No, no. So yeah. that's a big part of what we do is we try to help identify strengths and weaknesses and then find solutions for those weaknesses. Um, I'm doing a lot of broker expansion coaching right now. So I've got a lot of folks that, um, you know, I mean, if you run a brokerage, the name of the game is expanding, but expanding is hard. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I try to teach my uh, my agents or my, my brokers, it's not about butts and seats, you know, mm -hmm. having 5,000 people, but you don't know any of them and they're not producing is like, what does that really do for your revenue? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so we do a lot of strategic coaching on how to grow, but grow smart and 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 build an organization that people not only want to come to, but really want to stay at. You know, if I've got to replace personnel or uh, you know, bring on more agents every single month in order to maintain revenue, not build revenue. I'm doing something wrong. Yep. So yeah. recruitment is not just—it's not about just bringing people in, but it's about retaining them as well. Yeah, that's a very, very costly uh, cycle to get into, where it's just a, a constant revolving door, bringing someone in and losing someone, bringing someone in and losing someone. 
it's a lot more effective and profitable to bring someone in, bring the right people in and have them stick around for a long period of time. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's a big part of what's going on this month. Uh, right now we're doing a lot of P and L reviews. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're, we're close enough to the end of the month that most of us know how the year is about to shake out. Uh, we've either got our clear to closes or we're pretty darn close. It's like, okay, well, we can, we can pretty much say that we're going to end up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the bills have been paid out. Uh, you know, next bills are for January so we can start analyzing P and L's. Uh, so that's been, uh, the big theme over the last two weeks is, uh, sitting down with my larger road departments and, and, uh, and, and looking at money that we have spent, whether it's on leads, whether it is on, you know, our recruiters, um, you know, organizations like, uh, like yourself, Hey, how are we converting our leads at a high level mm-hmm. and going back and looking at the ROI behind it? so that we can really project out for 2024 and beyond. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's definitely a big part of what's going on right now. And we're doing a lot of business. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, Michael, it's always a pleasure to connect with you. We've known each other for a couple of years now and uh, done some business together, but uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast today and sharing some of your expertise with our audience here. Uh, I understand you've got a free business tool that you'd like to offer the audience here. If you're interested in learning yeah. more about how you can work with Michael or get some more insights about growing your agent count or just getting some uh, general consulting for, you know, what's going on in your business and how you can improve it. Uh, where would you direct them to if they want to know more information about that? Absolutely. And uh, Josh, thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, guys, uh, one thing that I always do with anyone that ever wants to talk, uh, if you want to sit down for uh, a free online consultation, we'll talk about your business, uh, what's going on, what's working, what's not working, and potentially how we can help you solve for some of your, uh, your issues if you do have any. You guys can go to Sinores Coaching. That's C-Y-N-O-R-E-S coaching.com. Uh, that's my website. Uh, one of the, the last pages on there is a, a contact us box and a link to my Calendly. So you're welcome to uh, go there, book some time. Uh, my contact information is on there as well, so you can reach out to me directly. But I'd love to chat with you about your business and see if uh, if there's anything that we can help you with. Love to help. Awesome. So that's Sinores Coaching.com, C-Y-N-O-R-E-S coaching.com. Michael, thanks again for being on the show today. Uh, For our guest, have no fear. We've got more awesome uh, expertise to share with you in the future. So stay tuned in. Be sure to like and subscribe and share this with uh, anybody who might find value from our five-star company culture podcast. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again, Michael. Thanks, Josh. Thank you for tuning in to Five Star Company Culture with Josh Cunningham. Embrace these lessons to elevate your business and join the ranks of thriving organizations. Stay tuned for more episodes. And until next time, remember, culture is the key to your success.